Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on WorldCom. Tyco CEO Dennis Kozlowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Whoa, it's Kashan from the future. Don't worry, we're fighting back the robot army. But in the meantime, why don't you get ready for our live show that's happening on October 27th. It's a Friday, next Friday. You can go to our YouTube, youtube.com slash whitecollarsredhands. Subscribe to our page. It's going to be there at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on October 27th. Anyway, time to get back to fighting all these T-1000s. Yeah, Skynet? Turns out that's a real thing. Food insecurity is an issue that is felt around the globe. In the United States alone, 34 million people experience food insecurity, 9 million of those people being children. In just about every city, you see programs for food banks or cooked meals that are given to those less fortunate. When the 2020 pandemic hit, food insecurity became a bigger issue than ever. Thankfully, here in Chicago, the school district still provided food for families who needed it so that kids would not go hungry when they were not able to attend school. However, not every city was able to provide those resources. The government gave money to organizations to distribute food in their communities. One organization was Feeding Our Future, which had its home in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Well, this sounds like a good organization. They're feeding kids. What happened? Find out on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. I got food insecurity. I'm insecure about how much food I eat. Wow, Kishan. Wow, is you're. this is very district one of you right now. I got... <laughs> No, not like that. Not like not like put you down. You know, I got other insecurities too. Okay, we could list them all right now. Let's not. You Let's know. list all of Kashan's the audience insecurities. Isn't, the audience isn't paid to be to therapize me, and neither are you. You're right. No I'm one not. can. I don't need it. I'm I'm too I'm too mentally strong. <laughs> I'm just. I don't think my eyes can roll far enough back into my skull. I just, I just have too much mental fortitude to you know. Uh huh. To ever have to change or grow, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, yeah. Not me, not this guy. I'm saying stagnant and the same forever because <laughs> I'm already the best. All right. Well, on that note, welcome back to the best podcast ever with one of the best hosts ever. Um, welcome back to another episode of White Collars, Red Hands. I'm Kishan. And I'm Nina. And this week, we are going to talk about Amy Bach and... Feeding our future. Any relation to Johann Sebastian, or is it like... They spelled different. They're spelled different. Of course. Johann Sebastian Bach is B-A-C-H, and Amy Bach is B-O-C-K, like a chicken. Oh, okay. Or she's she's related to um, the beer. Great. I'm going to say that her name like that the rest of the show. Please, please don't. Here's the thing is uh, part of part of a podcast is getting people to listen to it. Oh, that's true. And and if you if you balk too much into the microphone, uh, our an, our <laughs> analytics have shown that, that the people don't like chicken. You don't sounds. like my chicken impression. They don't. I'm so, hey, if, if for me, I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just that it seems like everyone else doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
going to have to. All right. Well, I'll stop my chicken impression <laughs> and get into the story. So like I said, our story today, it actually involves a lot of different people, but mainly centers around a woman named Amy. Okay. I'm done. You that get one more, one. dude. That's, that was it, that was it has it. to be the last one. Okay. I, people are clicking off this in droves right now. All right. They're all going to swindled right now. Every no, single person here is like, never mind. Go We're swindled. going over to this other podcast. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. I won't do it again. It centers around a woman named Amy Bach. Now, Bach was an elementary education major who became a daycare worker. She never actually was a full-time teacher due to the fact that she had two children and then she never went into the classroom. But I don't blame her. As someone who works in a classroom every single day, stay out of there, Amy. You say she wasn't a teacher because she had children? Yeah, so she like had her kids and then never like went into the classroom. Oh, she was just like on double maternity leave, like eighteen no, months I don't of think maternity she, leave. No, she like she got her job in elementary education, but like never actually got a teaching position. Oh, oh, she yeah. sucked. I guess. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. In 2013, Bach joined the Minnesota Association for the Education of Young Children. Say that five times fast. Ah, uh, yes, the make. She helped over 300 child care centers get accreditation. She was pretty good at her job. She um, she did what she needed to do, helped people get what they needed. In 2015, she started working for the company Provider's Choice, which was the largest sponsor of government meal programs in the U.S. You have WIC, you have things like that, but not everybody, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs of so it's just like there's governmental funds available but like the government doesn't set up the spaces to actually do the meal right 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 yeah okay because i was like hey i was a reduced lunch kid should have been a free lunch kid have no idea why i wasn't getting free lunches we were poor as hell you know 40 cents a day what the fuck like what's the point yeah what what's mind-boggling to me is that um I, i i work for chicago public schools and we give out free lunch to every single student. Now, part of that is because of our funding with with the state. Um, but, like, every kid gets a free lunch. Every student does. And it's just crazy to me. Like, when you're talking about reduced lunch, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I forget that people even still have. I know this sounds crazy, but I forget that people even have to pay for lunch. Yo, all my, all my poor kids out there, let me know if you ever showed up and didn't have enough. This happened to me. I didn't have enough money. On my account, so I got through the whole lunch line. I had and they my didn't lunch, give you lunch, and they were like, "We have to take this away from you." No, they had a lunch that they could give you for free, but they took away like the hot lunch that you had, and it was a bagged lunch with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and like uh, a piece of fruit, and you got a milk. Fuck off! And that was it. And because because I like you could get two lunches like on credit or something, so I like owed them eighty cents, and they were like. Yeah, you got to have the peanut. You got to eat the sad peanut butter and jelly out of a brown bag in front of all your friends. (laughs) Fuck off. And I was like, bro. Now, I will say that our like school lunches are fucking disgusting and it is abomination what we serve to those children. God, I wish I could go back and eat that pizza. Okay, the pizza still looks fucking fire. Oh, it's all. I'm not going to lie about that. Our pizza looks fire. But yesterday they served chicken tenders and beans (laughs) and not baked beans like pinto beans. Gee, what is this? Is a prison? It looked like prison food. <laughs> and then they had cut up pineapple with two tidbits of pineapple in it. I was like, what the fuck are we giving these kids? Whatever Cisco wants, man. God, it's awful. 
It's awful. Well, while working for Provider's Choice, Bach would meet Christine Twait. <laughs> yeah, make sure you pronounce the I in that name. All right, because we're like... Well, and we're and so, don't, don't accidentally pronounce an N. We're one vowel away. What, Twaint? Taint. You got to get rid of the W. Oh, yeah, you gotta, Whatever. It, it, it's one I away from being a very dangerous and, well, You know what? There's a lot going on in this name that makes it dangerous. Twait. Okay, like Kuwait. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> the two would later found Feeding Our Future together. Now, Bach and Twait became very frustrated while working for Provider's Choice because they were hoping to sign up over 100 child care centers for meal programs. But within the first year, they were only able to sign up 18. They said that this was because Provider's Choice would go through a lot of unnecessary red tape in order to make sure that the centers were eligible. Which like it's a governmental program. I, I'm sorry, but it's like you do anything with the government, and there's going to be a lot of paperwork involved. Well, yeah, and we're going to find out later in our story why there was so much, why there is so much red tape for this kind of stuff. Because unfortunately, it does seem like a no brainer that like yeah, we're giving out food to kids. So let's just like give them money, but not everybody can be trusted with money like that. Yeah. So I was like. Whatever it is, nothing. But I work in one of the most regulated industries in the country, which is healthcare. So, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. got to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you do. So, Twait and, Bro- and Bach broke off from Providers Choice and started their own center, Partners in Nutrition. Now, Twait left the company in 2017 after they had sued the Minnesota Board of Education to win approval for their new company. And I'm sorry, I am going to correct myself. I said that they they founded Feeding Our Future earlier. I meant to say that they, I meant to say that they um, founded Partners in Nutrition. Okay. Oh, okay. So Twait left the company in 2017. Like I said, after they sued the Minnesota Board of Education to win approval for their new company, um, the Board of Education didn't want to. They did not want to give them approval. Um, not a hundred percent sure why they didn't want to give approval, but they ended up winning the case, but it was too much for Twait. It really weighed heavy on her mental health. And so once Twait left the company, Bach was now completely in charge. Now, what I am finding is that there is some discrepancy on what happened, but Bach ended up leaving partners in nutrition and started feeding our future in 2018. So how long were they doing the the finding our future the or the partners in nutrition the middle one? It seems like about a year and a half ish. Okay, so it just never really got off the ground. Well, no, it did because allegedly Bach was fired from Partners in Nutrition because of misconduct. Didn't she start the company? She started the and company she got fired? and then she got fired from the company. You gotta fuck up real bad. Yeah. All right. This is like this is like starting a theater group and getting kicked out. Literally. All right. It's going to make you feel this kind of way. <laughs> yes. Yes. So she says she left. Other reports I was reading says she was fired. I will be honest with you, a lot of this um a lot of this story is still in the works. So I was gathering a lot of my information from local newspaper articles. Hey, so, primary news source, which is if, a primary news source. Primary my, news source. My middle school history teacher taught me anything. Yeah, that's a primary source, baby. Yes, yes. But there is some discrepancy on what happened because this case is actually ongoing. So, 
Feeding Our Future was successful and also kind of sneaky because it ended up taking 28 meal sites from Partners Nutrition, Partners in Nutrition, which obviously pissed off Partners in Nutrition. You fired me. You deserve this. If right. I steal, if I steal your customer, customer base and you fired me, get fucked. Yeah, right. Uh, literally. Um, Bach, it's noted that Bach isn't afraid of conflict and that she can be kind of intimidating, which if you saw her... You'd be shocked to know that she just isn't sweet as pie. She looks like a very nice lady with adult acne. Oh, man, like Caroline Ellison. He's the CEO of Alameda. I was going to say, was that? Um, yes, that's yeah. that girl. Sam Bakeman frieds like, mousy as shit, like, on and off again. Girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Like, just her if she was, like, super overbearing. She looks nothing like her. Um, so many providers were actually attracted to Feeding Our Future versus other meal distribution nonprofits because Feeding Our Future only took 10% of reimbursement fees for administrative fees and other ones took 15%. So they're getting a deal. I mean, that's yeah. a way to do it. Yep. Um, so this whole thing is weird because you're supposed to just be feeding kids and there really shouldn't be any competition in my opinion, but here we are. We're going to make a money. This Not is in America. America. This is America, baby. The Capitalism. Free, the free market libertarian somewhere just like screaming into a pillow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, from 2019 to 2020, Bach started aggressively hiring and specifically those in the Somali community. Um, she worked very closely with the Somali community. Um, not 100% sure why necessarily now i will say when she was working at Cal um at the children at the child care centers and when she was first working with um providers choice she did work with mainly immigrant families and lower income families i'm wondering she must have been um you know I, I didn't look up the demographics but she must have been in a like small like a lot of somali people must have immigrated to whatever area of minneapolis she was in i don't know i think she just saw that tom hanks movie and took the i'm the captain now thing and really took too it seriously. seriously she was like this has to be real life now she's like i'm the captain though she was like look at how hard these people work i'm only hiring somali people from now on uh you're probably right, probably right. <laughs> she's like tom hanks all tom hanks movies are real well they are what you, you saw talking? forrest gump all that stuff happened so well, like, have you seen castaway happens have you seen uh, big happens because Zoltar's a thing okay that all happened and you i've seen those floor pianos they exist they do so it had to have happened yeah no i can't think of another tom hanks movie right yeah. now actually tom hanks is just all movies are just documentaries following tom hanks <laughs> and they just keep capturing these crazy <laughs> these stories he happens that happens as he goes through life it's wild yeah like have you ever seen the terminal I can't Crazy. believe I can't believe Tom Hanks was stuck in in, in that inside airport inside of so an airport long. for so and long. And he speaks another language. It's crazy. That's crazy, right? Cloud Atlas, like who knew that entire future society just like existed? Somewhere? I I didn't know. Crazy. I didn't know. There's all those tattoos. I never saw that movie. No one did. It sucks. Oh, <laughs> poor Tom Hanks. Yeah. That I was his transition from being like, I'm an Oscar actor to being like, I'm old. Oh, <laughs> so 
Tom Hanks was not part of Feeding Our Future. Um, the organization grew to 65 employees who spoke over 17 languages, which is honestly a really incredible resource because you can reach a lot of people who are in need, especially when... And I do think Bach was very strategic with that because she did want to... It was putting what... She, I really do believe that when she started out, not with feeding our future, but I believe that when she started out in childcare, when she started with the meal distribution programs, I really don't think that she was trying to earn money. I really do think she was trying to help people. Um, and so if you, and specifically people, she was trying to help people of color. She was trying to help immigrants. So if you do have pe 65 people that work for you that speak 17 different languages, you really are a very incredible resource for the community. Um, however, as we're going to find out, greed takes over the road, so. the road to hell, they say, right? Paved with good intentions, paved with, uh, paved with a bunch of hungry children that were fed. <laughs> Not well, the hungry children. Yeah. Well, to be fair, that, yeah, that wouldn't be too out of place in hell. You're like, wow, a bunch of hungry kids. Yeah. That's you must've all been unbaptized, huh? <laughs> anyway. Or aborted. Um, didn't you that know that, that aborted kids go to hell? Same thing. They're, Cause they're unbaptized. Oh, that's true, yeah. How are you going to baptize a fetus? All right? You can't get the holy water up there. That's true. All right? Well, you can, but... It's so much work. A syringe. Though. Yeah, so much work. God. So when COVID-19 swept the world in 2020, food insecurity increased. The Federal Child Nutrition Program is a program run by the Department of Agriculture and is intended to provide food to children of low-income families. As many of us know, like I said, even earlier in the episode, lots of kids rely on food that they receive from school to feed themselves. Um, like I was saying earlier, like my district, we provide two free meals a day. We provide breakfast and lunch to students. And unfortunately for some children, this is the only food that they will get all day. So it was great that the government made it possible for them to get food. When the pandemic hit, Congress expanded the program and made it easier to be eligible for the program. They even allowed for profit restaurants to participate in the program and food was allowed to be distributed outside of educational programs because prior to this, it had to be an educa educational program in which the food was distributed out of. Oh, so this can be like they used to do, uh, well, they still do it, but like in the summers, they'll do like, like meal giveaways and things too. Mm-hmm. I know that they used to do that at schools. Like you could at stop school, by yeah. even on like times when it was off to get food. Yeah. So I don't know if we do that, but I know that some people I, do. I do know that schools in Chicago do it though. Cause okay. I've, I've seen posters for it. So. Yeah. I do think that not every school does it. I think there's like designated schools. Well, there's so many schools in Chicago when well, in, yeah. in my hometown, there was like a high school. So right. That's different. Yeah. yeah you yeah. just go to that place. Yeah. Um, so honestly, realistically this should have happened because people legitimately needed food um bach saw this as an opportunity and she seized it for all that it was worth so after this happened after congress you know lifted these restrictions and it became easier for people to start distributing food in other places other than educational programs feeding our future opened over 200 distribution sites in minnesota they kept expanding and this is good right they're feeding more kids unfortunately that is not what was happening Feeding Our Future started opening so many sites that the Minnesota Department of Education became suspicious of them. 
the Minnesota Department of Education started looking at their site applications more carefully and denied a couple dozen of them. It's like a Starbucks. There's just like a food distribution place on every single corner. Literally. You're like, how do these stay in business? My God, you got to like, I, I can walk five minutes and get to another one. No, that's literally what was happening. They were making so many, like putting in so many applications for distribution sites that, I mean, over 200 of them. That's insane. It's a lot. Now, it wasn't just in Minneapolis. This was all over the state. I thought to say, I was like, I guess if it's in the entire state, that sounds like. But this mm. is just feeding our future. This isn't yeah, I guess, all uh, meal distribution sites. There wasn't just 200 meal distribution sites in the state. This was just coming out of feeding our future. Fair. I have no idea what the landscape looks like. You know how bad I am at geography. I don't even know. It looks like a boot. That doesn't help. It's the, the one shape at the, doesn't it's help. It's the one at the top by Canada that looks like a boot. Italy looks like a boot, too. That doesn't let me know how many fucking people are there, how dense the population oh, is. Oh, well, I don't know about the population size. Let's look. The shape of the state has nothing to do with how many distribution well, centers fit in there. 5.7 million people live in Minnesota. That's not very much. No, considering that 3 million people live in Chicago. 3.7 in the greater Chicagoland area. <laughs> That's a lot of, not very many people. No, it's, no, it's not. I think more people live in Ohio. Wow. That's why no one's ever in Milwaukee. Wait, Minnesota. Milwaukee's there, right? 11 million people live in Ohio. There's double the amount of people in Ohio than Minnesota. Well, that's because every person in Ohio counts for two people. Why? Because all that fucking corn they're eating, they're huge. Oh, because we're fat <laughs> as fuck? Correct. Fat as fuck, bro. That's why. Look at me. It's because... I'm a monster. I'm a whale before your eyes. No, Nina, please. D stop eating all the food. I'm it's for the children. Seal. I look like a seal. It's for the children. Feeding our future, more like feeding my fat ass. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You happy about that one? Mm -hmm. You want a do-over? You want to try another oh, one? Oh, I was going to say feeding Nina. Oh, yeah, that's worse. Don't yeah, do so that feeding one. my fat ass. Is okay. If you had ass, it's funny, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. If you add ass to anything, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> add too so, much ass, it's going to become a rap music video, okay? <laughs> that would be kind of fun. What if, no, actually, wouldn't we would be terrible at a rap music video? Absolutely. Look at, look at me. Look at you. Do we look like the people that should be doing rap? Who, what do the people who look like they should be doing rap look like? Not Sean? us, okay? <laughs> because we are, we are, we look like we should be starting a Mumford and Sons cover band. You look like you should be starting a Mumford and Sons no, cover band. No, you're Ohio as fuck. You're, no, you're not, no, 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 no. Yes, you I are. Am. Look, I don't look some, like Mumford and Sons. What, some trailer trash metalcore or something? I you put look it, country. You look like you should be churning butter. Exactly. Yes. And so what does Mumford and Sons look like? They should be churning fucking butter, okay? I'm spot on. They're and like you're Scottish. Not. I mean, I guess they can. They're folk music. Did you know that folk music is just country music? Who wants to be cool? You're proving my case. I'm just saying. There's no difference. Deal. Just you. You proved me right. Thank you. So, like I said, <laughs> these site applications were getting denied because the Department of Education's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. There's a lot of you guys. This made Bach angry, and she sued the Minnesota Department of Education, saying that they were being discriminated against because they were providing services for mostly immigrant families. That kind of fell through. This, like, the whole thing, like, fell through. What was actually happening, though, was that Feeding Our Future was saying that they were serving thousands of children every single day. 
like one site would be would sometimes be feeding 5,000 children. Just one site. These sites would have just also these sites that were claiming these super high numbers, they would have just opened and also had very little staff to support such a turnout. One example pulled from AP, the AP News um, from the Associated Press. Feeding Our Future offered a restaurant owner who lived in rural Minnesota $40,000 a month to use his restaurant as a distribution site. Now, this restaurant typically served a couple dozen people per day. So having this sort of money would fall, having this sort of money fall into their lap was an absolute no-brainer, especially during a pandemic when you couldn't have regular service. Feeding Our Future used this restaurant for 11 months and during those 11 months billed the government 1.6 million dollars for meals. They gave them, they gave the government because when some of the information that the government would collect was you know, you'd say, oh, I gave meals to this many kids. Well, they needed the names of the students or the children. They're necessarily students. So they gave the names. This site gave the names of 2000 ch children to the government saying that they provided meals for those children. However, this was half the population of the local school district. And when the names were finally ran and they may, were going to check to make sure they were legitimate, only 33 of them matched with current students in the district. So they were just making up names. It actually said that they were using a name generator from the internet. Nice. To just make these names up. It's better than making them up off the top of your head. You're going to oh, run true. out of them after like 10. All right. You're just not good with names. Yeah. Spencer, Tina, Tanya, uh, Rodrigo, uh, uh, Chris, Derek. Uh, Mike Hawk. <laughs> I just, it's so nice. It's just, I love the dichotomy we bring here. You know? You know, for all the people who like watch Family Guy. Uh-huh. They come here for you. I know they do. All right. They come here to learn a lot. Anyone else? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Good. Good. It's funny because it's like Mike, huh? Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> Penis, yes. It's funny. Um, Feeding Our Future also received $18 million in administrative fees. Um, Feeding Our Future employees solicited and received both bribes and kickbacks from companies who were sponsored by feeding our future. They were um, distributed. They were described as consulting fees and they funneled the money into shell companies to make it seem legitimate. Oh, damn. They're doing like hard, hardcore, hardcore fraud. Yeah, no, they're actually doing like legitimate fucking fraud. I thought it was just going to be them opening it and like not really doing it, but they've set up shell company networks. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, okay. It was bad. It was bad. All right. So it's said that members of the Somali community actually became suspicious of the nonprofit in 2021. People who were running these food distribution sites were suddenly flaunting wealth that people knew that they didn't previously have. They're showing them like BMWs with fucking like literally, spinners on them no, and shit. No, literally, literally, because some people, some they're of them, they're like iced out. They're like, what's up? Mm hmm. They're they're they have like rings that say food giver on their knuckles. They're like you're like yo bro, 
everyone come in and get these fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Hell <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the people who were working at the food distribution sites were in Section 8 housing before they began, began, before they began running the distribution site. But then after like a year, they were buying $1 million houses and driving fancy cars. So it just didn't make any sense. They weren't smart with the money. Yeah, you can't do that. No. <laughs> That's so obvious. And this is kind of what... Um, this was kind of the, what, what is it? Not the bell ringer. The, whatever. This is how they got found out. This is the smoking gun. The smoking gun. The smoking gun. These are the, the Nixon. Singles. These are the water. These are the Watergate tapes. Yes. These are the Watergate tapes. Then, All right. There is a video that surfaced on Facebook in 2021. Now the video showed one of Box employees receiving an extravagant wedding present. It was like a golden laden cart. All right. What? It was like a cart with a bunch of gold on it, but it was with real gold. Okay, so here's the thing. The only thing I can imagine is a shopping cart. Anyway, someone received this golden cart as a wedding present. Well, since you don't know, I'm just going to assume that it is a golden shopping cart. Mm -hmm. That's going to be canon. Yes, that's fine. You can think that. In all these shopping carts, but well, made out of gold. They put 25 cents in to use? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was covered in real gold. And oof, I'm going to butcher this name, Abdehakim Nur, who is the one who shot the video at the wedding, heard that the gold came from employees of Feeding Our Future and that people were getting rich from the nonprofit. He knew something wasn't right and he contacted the authorities. Nur said, quote, we cannot close our eyes to such corruption, which would put our entire community's name in the news as fraudsters and criminals when we only have a few bad apples. Five days after being tipped off, the FBI raided Box home. Of course, when she was arrested, she claimed that she had done no wrongdoing. Although her boyfriend is a convicted felon, Bach herself had never gotten more than a speeding ticket before the investigation happened. Hey, some people are just into bad boys, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Nope. Well, it's not okay. You should you should introspect and understand why. If you're only with people that are not good for you maybe why we're choosing those kind of people but okay, just well, some girls are just in the bad boys you know you don't have to do all that right now whoa 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 we're not calling out anyone specifically we're not saying anything about anyone here specifically i don't like bad boys yeah that's what i'm saying we're not talking i just like boys that are bad for me <laughs> you know what quite often they are the same thing yeah but that's fine. I like artsy boys with nose rings that hurt my feelings. Oh, he's so toxic. I love it. Well, I don't realize that they're toxic. Of course. I don't know that until after they become toxic. They were toxic the whole time. Well, I know, but I didn't know it. I just thought we were having fun. I said we're not talking about anyone specific. Oh, yeah, not me. It could be either one of us. Is you. That's into bad boys. It's Kashan. Maybe. Maybe. You don't know. So upon her arrest, Bach was forced to turn over 185000 that was in her bank account and the keys to her Porsche. Authorities also seized $13,000 in cash from her residence. Um, apparently, 50 officers came in and broke her door down, which I do think is a little extreme. That sounds like it might be... Fabricated? Yeah, that's yeah. a little bit much. Yeah, no. This How would you even fit 50? Like, well, if you put 50 yeah. people in my house? No, that's according to Bach. Like, Bach said that 50 FBI agents oh, broke down her door, and it's like, I don't fake. think that that's true. It's probably like two people, and they probably knocked. <laughs> they were like, hey. There's 50 people. You are arrested. <laughs> she's like, no. 
Two weeks before the FBI raided her home and her bank accounts were frozen, Bach had actually set up a GoFundMe for feeding our future too. This GoFundMe account generated $74,000. Feeding so, our future too? Mm-hmm. It's she like did, back to the future. What a lazy... <laughs> you just slap a two on it. It's, it's another company. It's not... Yeah, it's not a terrible sequel. You know, you can't just say, like, Hangover 2. No. Shrek 2. At least give Arguably it... Arguably better than Shrek 1. At least give it, like, a colon, like a subtitle, like something. Feeding Our Future, the backup plan. Yeah, Feeding Our Future, uh, the feedening, you know? <laughs> feedening. Just something. <laughs> Please. Well... Box said that she made the GoFundMe um, and she needed the account as a backup in case ever anything ever happened to feeding our future, like a government shutdown or something like that. Because if the government were to shut down, they would not be able to distribute food. They would not be able to get their money, which, okay, I guess. That's going to be hella topical for anyone listening to this episode 25 days from now. Yeah. So... Six of the main contributors to the GoFundMe were people who eventually were charged in the case. Isn't that uh, convenient? Oh, cool. There's laundering money. Yeah. In total, the government was billed for 125 million meals that were not distributed. Instead of feeding children like they claimed, the people involved with the scandal bought homes, cars, and other luxurious items, stealing from people who legitimately needed food. So this is going to show you how crazy um, this went got over time. So Feeding Our Future was given $307,000 in reimbursements in 2018. They were given $3.5 million in 2019, $42.7 million in 2020, and $197.9 million in 2021. Jesus. You yeah. You can probably see what they started getting. Yeah. This suspicious. is why they were getting suspicious because like – I do think at one point they were legitimate. Yeah, when they were doing $307,000. Yeah, when they were doing $307,000, I do think that this was legitimate. Once we got over a couple million, fishy. Yeah, it's probably that like 10 time jump between 2018 and 2019. Yeah, I I think. And then they saw, oh, we can do this. And then they were just like, well, let's just take it out. And they four times did again. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, 60 people were have now been charged with this case and stole more than $250 million from the government. It is the large, the largest pandemic fraud scheme that we know of to the date. As of September of this year, 12 people have pleaded guilty in their involvement with the scheme. So from what I can tell, Amy Bach, however, is walking the streets free. She pled not guilty and was released. This is an ongoing investigation, so hopefully she will serve time in prison for what she has done. I mean, I'm sure they're just building a case then if they have yeah. 60 people, mm-hmm. you know, that are charged. Yeah, because honestly, before this year, last year, they only had 48. Because you know what they're doing? And, pro- and now they have 60, so it keeps growing. You know what they're probably doing? They're probably getting other people to like confess and Mm -hmm. and flip and flip on her now something like uh, there have been a couple people that they know are guilty who fled the country before arrests started happening so they're not gonna get them well yeah unless they extradite them but i don't think they will that's not gonna happen they're not gonna extradite we learned last week just how hard it is sometimes Mm -hmm. to extradite someone so it's not gonna happen yeah they're not and and not over this honestly it takes so much money you gotta like kill somebody or steal a lot more money yeah yeah, because honestly, like, 
Granted, this is a lot of money and what they were doing was completely wrong. However, this was divided up between at least 60 people. So, I mean, everybody's getting over a million dollars if we like cut it even. So, but it's not enough to extradite someone over. No. So. No, it would literally cost like that much money just to get them back. Mm-hmm. And when you've Absolutely. already, you were already just stealing from the government. So they would just be throwing more money into getting yeah it'd be pretty counterproductive to be honest with you is it awful yeah but it doesn't make sense so it's fine so according to the associated press over 200 billion dollars of covid relief money has been stolen billions of dollars that were supposed to be poured into our country during its one of its most vulnerable times has been stolen by greedy people who are more concerned with lining their pockets Amy Bach and everyone associated with Feeding Our Future was no different. Instead of doing what was expected of them, Bach and others drowned themselves drowned themselves in money while the government was only trying to put food in the mouths of hungry children who needed it most. Bach and everyone at Feeding Our Future are the worst kinds of humans, ones who are willing to benefit off of the misfortunes of their others' misfortunes for their own gain. Feeding Our Future more like feeding our bank accounts. You just fucking know these people were like, I'm stimulating the economy by buy by buying this fucking Porsche. And you're like, those aren't made in America. <laughs> you're stimulating someone else's economy. Literally. Literally. Which honestly, Italy was pre- aren't they made in Italy? I think so. Italy was pretty bad during the pandemic. They probably it, still it are. It was very bad. Yes. They were, they were one of the worst ones. So, I guess it was I guess if you're going to stimulate anybody's economy, Stimulate Italy. What did I you just stimulate say? Italy. Sti- what are you saying? What is that word you're saying? Stimulate. Stimulate. No, but you said something that was like stimulate Italy? What the fuck was that? Stimulate Italy. Oh, yeah. It just sounded like a stimulate Italy. I guess I like talked in cursive for a second. You put them into a portmanteau. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Which we learned what that was. How many, how many episodes ago? A lot. I don't remember. We defined a portmanteau. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This was a short one, but if we get any updates on this case, we will let you know. Hopefully they will, because fuck all of them. From our ears to to your ears. Fuck all of them? No, if we get any updates. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. From our ears to your ears. To your ears. A direct ear-to-ear connection, (laughs) baby. Well, if you liked what you heard and you want some more direct ear to ear connection, um, you can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook.com slash white collars red hands. We are on Twitter at white collars pod. We are on Instagram at white collars underscore red hands. We're on TikTok at white collars red hands. Now we are also on YouTube. Go follow us on YouTube. You can actually watch full episodes there. Um, you can see our beautiful faces. Oh my God. I look hot as fuck right now. So, um, yeah, you're missing out if you're only listening on your phone. I'm going to have to pre-record something to put in the beginning about our, our make sure you go to follow us on YouTube because on October 27th, oh, we are having a, a live show over there where we're going to do a live Q&A um, at 7 p.m. on October the 27th. There's already a preview set up for it. So if you go and you subscribe uh, White Collars Red Hands on YouTube, then you'll already know what it is. You can hit a notification. Make sure you're there for it at 7 p.m. Central. Mm-hmm. So make sure you show up and hang out with us there and just grow our subscriber count. Get some more, get some more eyes over there. 
Yeah, Help. be able to see us and ask some questions, please. Please. We we wouldn't be around here if it weren't for people like you actually listening no, to the show. No, that's true. It's true. And and we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to answer your questions. And we'd love to just uh, hang out with you for a little bit. So please yes. do that. And yes. also, wasn't that pre-recorded piece about that at the beginning of this show so good? Mm-hmm. Oh. God. Knocked it out of the park. You really did. Knocked it out of the park, me. You did. You really, <laughs> really did. Um. If you know another way to support us is if you do hear of a white collar crime story and want to send it our way, you want us to cover it, please do so. You can DM us on any of our social medias or you can email us at whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. If you want an unfree way, you want to pay some money? Give us a little, give us a little cash. Um, you can buy some of our merch if you go to our website and click on the merch tab. It will take you over to T Public and you will be able to buy some merch from us and also a free way just tell a friend tell a friend about the podcast um i feel like word of mouth is really how people get listening to stuff so Mm -hmm. slip slip notes just slip notes in in, into them and then when they're like why do i keep getting these notes about listening to white collar shred hands breaking their house uh put a note in their freezer so you can whisper three months you can whisper to your lover while they sleep so it goes into their subconscious not while they're sleeping while they're fucking Balls deep. Just pull them in close and be like, "White collar shedding." Oh yeah, please. If you do that, I I could stop podcasting. White collars. I could stop. My life would be complete, and I'd be happy. So do that. Do whatever. Do whatever you be you. Live your fucking life. Do you think anybody's ever listened Whisper. to our podcast while having sex? I hope so. I hope we're on right now, and you can barely hear this outro over the sound of cheeks clapping. You know, I. Yep. I've been feeling trapped, baby. All right, this is unhinged. (laughs) All right, thank you so much, and uh, we will see you next time on another episode of White Collars, Red Red Hands. Hands.